Yeah, hello again. This is uh, Mika with our Operations and Optimization podcast. And today I'm actually having a discussion uh, with James. And uh, <laughs> no external guest. James is the guest himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm okay with it. I'll worry about the audience, but never mind, that's not that's their problem. <laughs> but whatever. I think we had a nice previous podcast episode with, together with Eric, actually. It was yeah. really interesting discussing about technology deployment and, uh, let's say, think about the scale, the portfolio level. And uh, not just IT, but OT is also mm-hmm. equally important yep. as such. So uh, <clears throat> we've been living in this virtual environment or world for a long period now with the COVID. James, and um, so a bit on this with IT and OT, you actually went to a conference, Adipec, last week. We did indeed, yep. I mean, Adipec is obviously the Abu Dhabi Petroleum Exhibition Set and Conference. Um, So it's one of the largest shows outside of um, the US, OTC being the biggest oil and gas show, or biggest energy show these days. Um, Adipec really covers um, majority in Middle East, Africa, Far East. You will get some participants from the US side, probably less so, and Canada side. So it's the biggest, second, I would say it's the second biggest oil gathering or gathering of energy companies. I can't say oil anymore. Um, oh. Energy companies um, to come together where everyone can meet both the national oil companies, inter- international oil companies, you can meet suppliers, all the big contractors. So it was the first one I've been to, obviously, since phew, 2019. Um, wow. I know that's the thing because obviously it haven't been for the last two years because there haven't been one. They've been virtual ones. This is the first real online one, um, and you know I've been going to these things for far too long now. Um, I hate to think of the first OTC I went to uh, or the IDPEC one. Probably you know I've probably been going for about best part of twenty years I think. Um, so this was a bit different because it's the first one we've had since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So um, what what did you kind of go in there? I mean, was it did it feel strange or, or was it different? Uh, yeah, it was, it was very different in the fact that the first thing about it was things that there was uh, an air of anticipation or worry about what it was going to be. Nothing to do with health or anything to do with that part. It was more to do with was anyone else going to turn up? Because we've had so many virtual <laughs> conferences. Are people actually going to start going back to these traveling? Are we still going to go back to what was kind of like a, a normal way of behaving prior to COVID. So there was a real sort of trepidation, I think, going, thinking, okay, have we made the right move? Different for us as well, because the, our team has come together over the, over, really over the COVID period. So we haven't spent a lot of time face-to-face. That's um, true. Mm-hmm. And that was something which is very important because obviously we've been working remotely, and yes, you can build a relationship with people, but also it's that personal interaction with people which you do miss. Um, and particularly on the sales side, where we are, in theory, sort of uh, outwardly going sociable people, um, I think that's something we miss. And, and there is an energy you get from being with people that you don't get from a virtual conference or a virtual meeting. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, for us, it was. 
Who's good, sorry? So was it more because you have a long sales career and what probably mm-hmm. like a couple of hundred years, but um, yeah. um, was it like, I know, I know you, James, I mean, being yep. with people then and, and was it like unleashing a caged tiger, getting there and meet people and was there a bus or, or was it more like, okay, let's be careful and, and uh, maybe we'll meet someone? No, I mean, we went there with, with a very much, we didn't have a stand. We didn't have a stand. We just we weren't going to do a stand. We were going to just go um, because really we wanted to meet the people we've been talking to online for the last two years, interact with them, meet them, um, and engage with them, but also to see who else is in this sphere, the bits we're not seeing. So obviously we're relying on to, uh, limited conversations with suppliers, with end users etc so it's actually to get a holistic view also see what our competitors are doing obviously because there's been a lot of changes since the last shows which is in terms of the, the heavy focus on decarbonization mm-hmm. the heavy on digitalization there's a heavy focus on clean energy all this has really been going on in the background at the same time so this is really a conference which is going to come straight after the cop 26 as well Oh, yeah. How does the impact of the discussions that are ongoing about climate change influence a major energy show, which is primarily focused on oil and gas at the moment? So now, where do they come? Up the yep. expectations here, James. Now we all want to hear. So, was there a consequence from the COP26, or was it business as usual? We're in the Middle East. Do you know that the hydrocarbon region number yeah. one in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is, there is a definite, I mean, if you look at everything that was published, everything that people were saying, the presentations, everyone you were really talking about, there was a heavy focus on decarbonization, removing the CO2 impact of the oil and gas industry, not just the oil and gas production, all of the processes that go around oil and gas and energy production, energy transportation. What can we do to do that? Most big companies are going, yep, we're going for net zero, we're going for this, we're going for, they're also looking at changing some of the energy models. So you're looking at a lot more solar, you're looking at a lot more wind farms, looking at more hydrogen plants, you're looking at a lot of different technology that people want to say, okay, we need to use this. And it goes back to the discussion we had with Eric last week, or the last podcast. There is technology which we currently have, which can be applicable to those areas. Oh, yes. And we just move it across into those areas to get it up and running fast. Utilize what we already know, take the skills and experience we've got, move it into that area to get it moving. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. No. Uh, so, so yep. James, it, it sounds like what we have been discussing in previous podcasts and, and of course, with customers, what we see in the market, I sense like what you're saying now is that it just condenses this or, or makes it even more thorough that, yes, this is the path. You yes. can utilize technology that we and other startups have to... Yes. to improve performance there's there's definitely a bigger focus on that. I mean, over the last oh, i was say the last you know few conferences prior to this back from the uh, the early part of the 2010s 2015s onwards there was a lot of talk about digitalization there was a lot of talk about reducing carbon footprint reducing reliance on people doing things collecting data utilizing data to improve performance but i certainly got the feeling that it stepped really forward now and people are really really keen to do this everyone's looking at and 
you know, everyone talks about it. I mean, the, the biggest one, the biggest challenges we always have is, particularly in that region and in the US, is people going to sites to collect data. Yeah. The biggest companies, the, the biggest problem they have in terms of health and safety, risk and exposure, is people driving into the deserts, into parts of the US, where you've got a guy going out to look at a wellhead to check pressure gauges, etc. They want to really, really, really stop that. Yeah. Two reasons. One is manpower. The second is just it's, uh, just the, the fact is that there are other ways of doing it. And we have moved on such a long way to be able to collect that data and use the data to really maximize the operations and minimize risk, minimize downtime. And this is something which I think we can do. Because by minimize, we've thought about it, we keep talking about it, and if you understand the process you've got, then you can manage it. If you can't, if you don't know what they're measuring, then you can't manage it. And if you can't manage it, it's out of the kind of out of control. Yeah, yeah. You're reacting to things as opposed to being proactive. So you go from that that phase there. But there's still a long way to go yet. And it's it, it, there was a real push. If you look at all the papers we've been presented, everyone you talk to on some of the major stands, you could see that this is what people are focusing on now is to try and improve the operations, improve the, the management, improve the data, at the same time, reduce the impact, but also look at, okay, where do we go next? How do we move forward into this mixture of energies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's also necessary, but let's say, when you say that everyone is kind of going this way and, and they have focus on it, but is it more like, do you sense it's also collaboration between the companies or is everyone kind of I'll go left, you go right, I go in the middle? Or I think there's a lot more collaboration going on mm-hmm. uh, in terms of overall strategies and where we're going to go. Um, the big companies, obviously, with two different types. Obviously, you've got the national companies, which have slightly different drivers in terms of what they do compared yeah. to independent or international oil companies. Um but obviously, they, they all recognise that they need to they need to work closer together. They need to get closer to technology partners as well. They need to engage with the people who are out there developing things. We've talked about this before about the slow uptake of technology and deployment of technology. But I think there is a real interest, um, certainly the interest that we had um, and the people that are interested in what we can bring and how yep. we can do them. There was a lot of interest from a lot of big big companies about how they could actually utilize our data and bring it into their excuse me, bring it into their systems so they can get more data and but usable data. Um, so for that, I think it's going to happen. There is a challenge, and the one thing that's going to put a little bit of challenge on this is the fact that because of the, the downturns that we have in the oil and gas, so the cyclic behavior of the oil and gas industry, yeah. also the fact that the oil price drops. Um, also, the fact that we've been using last time, we've been working on, there has been a large reduction in the engineer in the, in the workforce. Oh yes, oh yes, a big reduction. And this is one of the challenges. Talking to a few companies there, they were saying that yes, they have a large number of projects they want to execute in order to improve things, to, to upgrade things, do maintenance, look at new fields, new developments, but they are hampered by the capability they have in house in order to execute those projects. Mm-hmm. Not just in-house, but just generally in the marketplace. And that's something which is going to be a, a, a problem. Um, it's always been a problem in the past, but we have gone through these boom and busts. But I think this time now, with the 
Um, other industries now coming out as well in terms of wind farms, solar farms, etc. There has been a shift of a lot of engineering people or technical people from maybe the traditional oil and gas companies into those areas, into those companies. Yep. And there's a gap behind, which hasn't been filled. Um, and they're now going to look at what we need to do. Because if those companies want to transition into those areas as well and help support them, they have to be able to do that part as well. So it will be an interesting period um, to see what was going forward. I mean, the show itself was was busy. Um, yeah. We didn't look at all of it, obviously, because, you know, it, it, footprint-wise, it was smaller than it has been, um, but it was well-organised. Um, everyone, you know, was... Everyone had, you know, limitations on their stand. No matter how many people we could have on board at places, everyone was wearing masks. Everyone had to have their their um, app to show that they were um, negative to get in the show. So everything was done to make the environment as 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 good as they could do. Um, but there obviously was, you know, there, there seemed to be quite a lot of people, maybe not as many people as previously, and certainly the town itself was quieter because I think more people spent their time in their hotels. Oh yeah, going out. Yeah. Um, so everyone was being slightly more uh, cautious in terms of what they were doing, but there was still a lot of people there. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was well worth doing it. And I think, as I said, the one bit that we do miss it, when you do the online meetings, I think it's great if you're delivering a message and you want to have something which you can discuss, which is structured. The one yeah. thing we do miss from that is a spontaneity type, the brainstorming type sessions when you're sitting with a group of people. Um, and you're trying to get ideas, thoughts about how you're going across. Because there's always, when you're looking at a room there, you often have somebody has got an idea, but maybe they don't want to say it, or they're not quite sure how to do it, or you'd have those breakout sessions, or you'd have, you know, sticking yellow post-its on a board um, with ideas that you come back to after. That has been missing a little bit, I think, in terms of this, over the last period of time. Yeah, um, yeah. I sense that too. So a bit back to because I was thinking a bit about um, unlocking this potential then with this digital transformation going on and what I hear from you is like okay there because I was thinking what what needs to be done or, or what are the risks you say that well there's a lack of workforce or resources to yeah. handle but we also need to meet in person for this ideation the creation of uh, solutions any anything else that pops up in in terms of let's say being a hurdle to to unlocking the, this uh, vast potential in improvements, etc. Um, I think the other thing that we have, and I think it goes back to again the discussion we had with Eric, is also just getting the information out about yeah. what is available in terms of technology. What what are developers working on? What forums can they use to to demonstrate what they've got? Um, and also, how can it be tested? in ways to ensure that it works yeah yeah, yeah. so that again goes back to manpower and where you're going to do it yeah and probably also still let's say energy sector is more or less a quite conservative and traditional industry so maybe to adapt even further in terms of this the, the, the collaborative model open innovation and and suitable forums because sometimes even though you are let's say in the value chain you might be on tier two or tier three you might even actually work together with a system provider or yes. your competitor it depends on the setting and and that's a way to kind of 
also unlock the potential and other industries are doing this so yes. i think we we need to step up the game there too i think that's one of the things we need to look at is is in terms of how okay it particularly for a lot of companies they've got their portfolio of equipment or they've got a portfolio of technologies they want to deploy but there are sometimes gaps and missing parts in that is how to actually come together and provide that as a solution whether the end user does that and brings it together is typically the model that's been um, but then it's who takes the overall ownership, who does, who, who manages it, who integrates it, who comes up with the overall vision. And that's something that we need to still work on a little bit, because obviously we're all driven by the same thing. We're all driven by trying to make profits, trying to make uh, improvements, trying to increase our company's worth um, and enjoy ourselves at the same time. So it is yeah. that we have to move forward a little bit. I think you're right. Other industries probably have done it slightly better than we have. Um but that's also been a, a problem with the oil industry in the fact that you have this boom and bust. So when, yeah. when and there's a sweet spot in that price when things will actually happen. When the oil price is low, no one wants to do anything. When the oil price is high, no one wants to do anything. So there is a sweet spot in the middle where we want to work on, and that is when it happens. And that doesn't seem to happen very regularly. Um, so we need to look at how we go into these collaborative models. But if you look at it, some of the bigger companies or the more progressive companies are looking at how can they pick technologies that are going to help into that um, to improve their overall performance, no matter what sector they go into. Because at the end of the day, no matter whether you're producing hydrogen, energy, uh, solar, wind or whatever, it's understanding what you're producing, where you're going to put it. Um, where it needs to go, you need to have all that put together. Um, and that comes back to the energy balance, uh, but also um, information. And that, I think, was the biggest thing out of the whole, the whole part. And some of the best meetings we had were discussing how can we integrate our information into their systems. And there's also a more openness on some of the company side, whereby they say, right, okay, but if we share some of our data with you, does that help you develop better product for us yeah and that's always been a challenge in the fact that very often the production data is the owner is owned by the oil company and they don't want to share it because obviously it's 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 commercially sensitive information um but they need to be able to share some of it with their suppliers particularly the smaller ones they might share with some of the bigger ones but certainly the smaller ones so that we can help develop products for them um but yeah, I mean, so we can help innovate as well, because there are a lot of companies out there still, I think, that need looking at, need to be reviewed in terms of is their technology suitable for this marketplace? Correct, correct. Yeah. And of course, like we talk about, uh, let's say, processing facilities, say, safety is number one, of course, and, and all hazards. Yep. So you have to do a proper technology qualification, etc. Absolutely. Um, but that's something I think, again, that, that needs to be able to be shared um, more yeah. clearly. In fact, if you've, if you've qualified it in certain areas, do we need to qualify everywhere? Correct. And also sharing some data from the operator standpoint, yeah. actually, I think can also reduce the risks. Yes. Then all parties are more aware of how that needs to function in the system what to take care of so um, i it needs to open up more i i think so in in terms of data sharing 
Yes, definitely. I think that that I think is is going to make the biggest change. And you do see more of that now. The fact is, you see that uh, particularly some of the national oil companies have more um, collaborative technical um, agreements with other companies in terms of helping driving them forward. But I think we still have a little bit of way to go yet in terms of actually more open sharing uh, and better forums. But again, maybe now because we've we've been locked away for such a period of time and people have been thinking about this, now we're, it's beginning to open up again. Maybe this will start to happen. Yeah. Interesting to see. Um, and obviously, I'm quite optimistic at the moment, having just come back and just seeing all these discussions, having a discussion with people. It'll be interesting to see after six months, have we started to go back down the slope yeah, 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 yeah. into our, into yeah. our slow way of behaving. But I think um, there has been a revolutionary change in the fact this hybrid working as well is probably going to come um, become more normal in terms of yeah. part in the office, part away from the office. Um, and that's the sort of thing we're going to see. And I think things like the, the oil and gas conferences are going to become more focused. I mean, some of them um, had become more of people going along, collecting stuff because obviously you know, giveaways, etc. We didn't have any of that this time because obviously in order to get into the show, one, you need to pre-register. Two, you need to have your, 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 your app with your certifications on, etc. So the casual visitors were not the same as they were beforehand. I'm sure you know the ones I mean. And we'll just go around and hoover up any free pens, papers, or whatever you've got lying around. Um, there was none of those there um, this time. Um, so it was more focused. And particularly when we went, we had a plan. We really planned out what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, we didn't really know what who's going to be available, et cetera. But they set it up and said, OK, if you want to go and talk to X, Y, or Z, you can make book a meeting online, you can go and see them, and then you can go and meet them up with them. So there's a lot more planning had to go into this, um, as opposed to just swinging it, shall we say, or, or taking it. We may have half a plan. This time is more of a, of a detailed plan, um, which is good, but also allowing some time to go and see what else was, was being developed. Okay. Else that? So, yeah. that's, that's interesting. I'll, I'll be at a live in-person event in Helsinki next week, but that's a uh, different setting one of the prime startup events in europe the slush right. mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see what the experience is there too um, yeah. uh, looking forward to that so uh, to wrap this up what's what's next for you then james are, are you keen on going to another conference or yeah i mean it, it was odd i mean obviously you know predominantly my life has been heavily based upon travel going to meetings um, around the world to talk to clients about various bits and pieces rather than presenting the way we have been doing online. So yeah, I mean, I got a real buzz from it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good to be back mixing with people again. It was good to see old faces. It was good to see new faces um, who've moved in again, the team as well, actually spending some time together, just building that human relationship with people. And that is something that is vital, but also just sitting and chatting about where we need to go as, a, as, a, uh, as an industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with groups of people, where are they going? And try and get spark ideas about things. And that was the thing that I think misses a lot is the fact you don't get the idea to, to sit around and spark and thoughts about, okay, that's something different. Well, we haven't thought about that part or whatever. And also seeing what the changes are going to come. Um, because obviously we sit and think we're producing technology that people are interested in. Is it? Where are they going with it themselves? And is there something we can do what we're doing that can be used forward. I mean, if you look at 
you know, the way the energy industry is going to go. I mean, our products um, have even more applications in other in other parts of the energy mix um, over and above the oil and gas side. And absolutely, they move. It's how we move with them. It was like variations. There'll be other areas we can we can focus on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was you know, for me. I'm, I would look forward to go back to another one. So yes, I think it'll be interesting to see um, what other big events are going to be like. Um, so yes. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. And um, sounds like yes, we need those sparks to happen and and meet people. But we're still going to be virtual. Many. I, I think so, and I think that goes back to again. Go back to the first thing we talked about, COP26. The fact is that it was to get everyone together in a room and start talking about the stuff as opposed to trying to do it virtually. The oil, the energy shows need to be roughly the same as well to say, right, okay, here's what we have. Here's what we need to develop. How do we do that part? And a lot of focus as well was from some of the big integrators to look at the technologies that are available. They've done a lot of it online over this period of time because they've had to, um, but it's actually sitting with people now and saying, okay, right, we think this is a plan. It was good. Let's see how that plan rolls out then. Thank you. Absolutely, but it was good. A real boost.